What's up, ladies? Welcome back to the show. And when I say show, this is the show not to miss. You want to make sure that you clear all your distractions, grab your paper and pen, because this is the show that will empower you to take your business to the next level. Yes, the next level. My guest today is Veronica Romney. She has been on this show before. She is a powerhouse when it comes to empowering women to grow their businesses. She is going to walk us through the Power of One series. We are talking one person, one problem, one product, one path, and one platform, my friend. You do not want to miss this. Hey there, mom boss. Welcome to the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast, where we dive into Instagram, personal branding, marketing hacks, and content creation strategies, all while balancing family life. And don't forget, we do it the fun and easy way. I'm Allison Scholes, once a corporate marketing coordinator, a teacher, and now podcaster and coach. And yes, I'm that boss lady in sweatpants. Go ahead and hand out the kids' tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee or wine, and hide in your closet. Let's get this party started. Hi, Veronica. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having I love being here. I love you. You know that. I think you're amazing. Oh, thank you. And I just love having you as a return guest. You were here before. And I'm really pumped to have you on the show today because you're going to share this concept of the power of one and how it can take our businesses to the next level. But before we jump into that, I want you to share why you are so passionate about helping mompreneurs grow their business. Because when you when you talk about it, it, you can just hear the passion through your voice. So tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think most of us feel called to serve a previous version of ourselves. <laughs> like true, true empathy, right? And so I am a working mom. I've always been a working mom. I was raised by a Cuban immigrant who was a working mom. Like, so it's, it is deep to me to have been the daughter of one. And then now I'm in the seat of being, a, you know, an ambitiously frustrated mamapreneur or whatever you want to call me. Because I do, I, I constantly live in this this world where I'm equal parts ambitious and equal parts frustrated because I'm not for you know far along or where I want to be, and I I know I can go so much further if I had more time or more this more distractions. Yet the distractions are my children, and they're like the loveliest distractions. So it's like I want to be the best freaking mom I can possibly be, and have no regrets that I wasn't available to them, that I wasn't present for them at all times when they needed me most. However, I was still Veronica before they came into my life and I'm still Veronica today. And I don't really believe in balance. I think that's a false narrative that a lot of women chase that make them feel worse about themselves. Mm-hmm. I agree. I feel, like, I feel like it's about finding space, you know, for, for all things in your life. And, you know, some, some chapters will be heavy on the work front and some chapters will be heavy on the kid front, but I'm just sick of seeing women including myself, deal with guilt, resentment, and regret. And it's just not fair. It's just not fair for women in particular. We are creators of life, and yet we are the hardest on ourselves and don't allow ourselves to create outside of the home either. And it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm officially over it. So yeah, it is, it is very 
um, dear and near to my heart to help women become self-reliant providers for themselves, for their children, for their homes, because you don't know what life can throw at you, you know, and I want to help them do that without having the guilt, the resentment and the regret. I love that. I love that you speak that. And I hope our audience hears that because, you know, and you talked about the frustrations and all of that. And I think something else that plays into it is this concept of (laughs) multi-passionate. That is my struggle. I think every day, I mean, one day I can be so aligned and so focused on the one thing. And then the next day something pops in my head and I'm looking over my shoulder going, well, should I be doing this? Well, does my audience want that? I mean, it's just this constant, um, like, just rabbit hole or the hamster wheel of creativity and all of that. <laughs> well, but think about it this way. So yeah, you're multi-passionate or you're just a passionate person and, and take that passion to everything that you do. And so when ideation strikes or you're inspired or you feel like God gave you this gift or idea, like, you know, you feel this calling or you feel like you would not be a good servant if you didn't bring it to pass or whatever is pushing a person, you know, regardless of their beliefs, like, I am a passionate female, period. Meaning I bring that passion to pretty much everything I touch. The problem is what I find to be the problem is I feel like women are not just like triple threats. Like we are Swiss army knives. (laughs) We literally have a tool for anything. So if the neighbor needs an egg, I'll get you, I'll get you a whole carton of eggs. If the business has a problem or the baby is screaming, I can do a zoom call and breastfeed at the same time. Like it is ridiculous how many little tools we have in our Swiss army knives. And I think that's the challenge. Which tool do you use with which person at what given time? And if you're trying to use all the tools at the same time, like, you know, Mr. Gadget, like it's just, it's a mess. And that gets reflected in your revenue. That gets reflected in the business operationally. And it just, you end up creating a situation which is more frantic and overwhelming than it is like peaceful and, you know, harmonious with the home. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. We want to over-deliver. I want to over-deliver in everything. And that's, you know, showing up for my audience, showing up for Mm -hmm. my kids, talking to Mm -hmm. my husband. I'm in his face because I feel like I need to over-deliver and talk to him. And he's like, back off. (laughs) A plus all in all categories. You're like, yeah, it's not possible. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, okay. So now that we're speaking to our audience about the over-deliver and the frustration and the multi-passionate the power of one and some of our listeners might be thinking, Oh yeah, I need to speak to one person. And I know that, but you go so much deeper than just speaking to one person. And I know that our listeners are going to get so much clarity in this one episode. So let's dive in, break down the power of one. Yeah. So I, um, like you, I'm very passionate about serving my community and serving people that I find to be just like a couple steps behind me. Like, oh my gosh, like the friends that are just jumping into entrepreneurship where they're just leaving their corporate jobs. I'm like, oh my gosh, sit down. I have so much to tell you because <laughs> I, I was just right there. I was just right there. I'm not so far removed. I think sometimes the big influencer names that you see on social media, they're so far removed from those early stages that they become unrelatable. They have no, you know, they have no idea. Their goals are to buy a house in Maui. My goal is to pay off my debt and put money in the bank for my kids' college. It's just, it, it, the gap's too great. 
So I think that there's a real opportunity for you, for me, for the listeners listening to this today to understand that there is power in proximity if you can be clear of what you're doing. So the whole Power of One Masterclass series came from this place of people are listening and educating themselves on all things on YouTube University and every lead magnet and every download and every quiz that they can get their hands on, but they still don't have clarity on exactly what they're doing. And for me, it falls into six major categories and all revolves around just one thing. So one person, right, to serve, mm-hmm. what one problem to solve, one product to make, one path to offer, and one platform to use. That's it. And that will get you to six figures plus easy if you have the clarity on those particular P's that I think most people are struggling. They have too many problems or they're trying to talk to too many people. They don't have a clear path that they're having, you know, offering to their, to their audience. Like, well, you can work with me once, you can work with me twice, you can work with me three times by actually leveraging the exact same product, but delivering it in three different environments. Like there's so much simplification that you can add to your business. And I'm sure we'll dive into each of them, but that's really, that's where the power of one comes from. And I love it. And just so our listeners are clear, I was a part of that masterclass series and I felt that I knew this, but you dove so deep into it. And I felt like you were in my head and I'm nodding the whole time going, yes, (laughs) yes. And I felt like every woman entrepreneur needs to hear this. So do you mind going just a little deeper into each P? Yeah, we can do that. Let's do it. Mind you, we don't have like seven hours, so right, yeah, right. We, we can go into it, um, you know, the core pieces of it. So let's start with the one person to serve, right? Mm-hmm. So we have the potential as Swiss army knives of females with lots and lots of passion and lots of talent to serve many, 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 many people. My biggest argument, and I'm sure you've heard this before, right? What's your ideal customer avatar? What's your ideal person? What's the da-da-da? I, I take it even a step further. Like literally, what is the actual tangible person that you are serving and no one else? So like when my child needs me, I'm serving just that, just my little boy. Or if I if my husband's in the throes of a bad day at work, like I'm just serving my husband. Now, how I show up for my child, I have like my mom armor and my mom voice how I show up for my husband. It's, it's the wife role. It's the wife voice. You know, if I'm helping my girlfriend get through a bad breakup, it's the girlfriend voice. So when I say you find a person, I mean, you actually find a tangible real life human being of blood and flesh, not just like a stock image of somebody who happens to be in her mid thirties who wears skinny jeans and black leather, you know, like that's not what I'm talking about here. I literally mean a person because it will draw out of you consistency in how you show up. So for me, I literally have a friend (laughs) and for the purposes of her protecting her privacy, I'll just, let's just call her Michelle. And Michelle lives on the West coast. Michelle left a very successful corporate job. Like I did. Michelle is just starting her online business. Michelle is pregnant with her third kid. And I just serve Michelle. And I text Michelle on a regular, or I, I connect with her through DMs or whatever. And I'm like, what do you need right now? What do you need right now in your business? Well, I, I need, I, I only do one-on-one services. I need to have something that can sell in my sleep because I, I'm having my baby soon and I can't be on all these phone calls. I got it. 
and then I make a product. <laughs> Literally one person who is tangible to you. I love that. So this one person is an actual person that can be either a past client or do you yeah. find that it's, cause I think this is how I started. It's almost that past version of yourself, like two years ago. Yeah. yeah. And then you can now that's rename dicey. yourself. It's dicey. Let me give you a tip on this because it absolutely is true. If you have not been running your business for some time when you're right on the cusp of starting your business, that yes, the, there's a real good chance that you are your person, right? However, if you have not done a good job at Chronicle, like just keeping a diary, a journal, or being really sherry, uh, like very vulnerable on social media, you will forget what that was when you were in the moment. So be very careful because sometimes when we serve our previous versions of ourselves, we have the curse of knowledge. Once you know something, you can't unknow it. And the previous version of yourself doesn't know. And you and, and so there, just be really cautious of that. Um, you can use yourself if you have some good diaries and some good wording of you in the past. Um, that's why if you have had clients or you do have friends or you do have existing clients, those are my preferred because they have their voice and their words, not yours. And you have an analogy to go with this because once you talked about um, the jar analogy, yeah, that blew me away and I went, she nailed it. So can you okay. share what that analogy was? You're very, like, you're very validating. Thank you. <laughs> so one of the things that I say a lot is um, you can't read your label through the jar. AKA you, my friend, are all up in your jar. And sometimes when we go to do our marketing for ourselves, you're trying desperately to be on the outside of the jar looking at the label. It is physically impossible to ever objectively view yourself, ever. You're way too close to your jar, you're in it. You're way too close to your genius. You're way too close to your knowledge. You're way too close. You're on the other side of your transformation. So you trying to objectively see yourself from the outside in cannot happen. And so that's what happens when I'm working with a lot of people is they're diving into a whole bunch of education. They're, they're, they're up-leveling on talent and skill and this, but they will never be able to do their own marketing or their own branding or their own product making because they cannot see the label because they're in the jar. That's why I surround myself with very smart label readers. <laughs> Help me. And that's probably why women struggle so much. And I know I have when we're trying to write our own like sales oh, yeah. copy, yeah. you know, our landing pages to sell yeah. the thing. And then yeah. you get an outside perspective and they just say it. And you're like, well, why couldn't I think of that? Because mm -hmm. When you said you are stuck in your own jar and you cannot read your own label, it was just like a light bulb moment. So don't be afraid to go to your group, like your, your great Facebook group where those women just love you to death. Yeah. Ask them, ask them for yeah. feedback because they'll give you the yeah. best feedback ever. Yeah. That's, and that's when you have a person, you can text that person. Like, right. I text my Michelle, like, what is it that you need? Or is this serving what you need? And just literally asking, I mean, in big corporate corporate America, you have you know 100k marketing focus groups that do stuff like this, where you get a whole bunch of people in, in a room, and you're like, "What does this mean to you?" When you see this brand, what does it mean to you? Right? It's that idea. It's like you need somebody from the outside to objectively tell you what it is that they see, because it what makes sense to you might not make sense to the version of you from a month ago or a year ago, and that that's the problem.
I love that. Thank you for clearing that up. So now we have our one tangible person. And I want to say tangible person, not a fake, like you said, a stack. Don't go find a stack photo and say, this is my person, tangible person. Now let's talk about the one problem. Because I know this is hard. Okay. Super, super hard. Because here, here, again, curse of knowledge, you're on the other side of your own transformation. So like, let's take the example of you are the business owner and you know that the reason you're, that your business wasn't growing is because you had a poor mindset. Now you're reading like Tony Robbins and Brendan Bouchard. You're going into Oberland. Like you're diving into your own personal brand. You're meditating. You're doing all the things because really it's the mindset of the entrepreneur that determines its success. We know this on the other side of it. However, when you're first starting out in, in business, you're not complaining to your friends that it's your crappy mindset that's not giving you six figures. Oh no, you're complaining about your unsupportive spouse. You're complaining about your kids who are not respecting your time blocking or your pretty planners or like interrupting everything that you're doing every five seconds. You're blaming the lack of money that you have in the bank. You're black, you know, blaming the lack of know-how. Like when you're first starting out, you're not looking internally. You're saying, externally, I'm being, you know, sabotaged by all of these things. Sometimes what I'm noticing is the problem that we go to solve is a problem that somebody isn't ready to admit that they have. And we're spending a lot of time trying to convince somebody you have a problem that they're not ready to own. That automatically puts your consumer, the person who's supposed to buy from you in a defensive state. Like, don't tell me what my problem is. So when I'm, when I'm teaching, you know, my community, when I'm teaching my aspiring entrepreneurs, like you have to find the six figure problem, the problem they know they have, the problem that they cannot solve on their own without somebody guiding them through it. There is a big difference between a six figure problem and a problem that you know they have, but they don't know they have. (laughs) Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. I love that. So we have our one tangible person. Now we are going to understand that one product and it's more of what they think it is, even though you know it's a deeper problem, but what you're going to provide them is actually going to get them there. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a good, as a good, you know, provider in the online space, like as a good, you know, business builder, you always give them what they want, but then serve them what they need to. Okay. So it's both. Yeah. They know they know they have this problem. They want this problem to get out of their way. You're going to do that, but you're also going to give them what they need most. So then you sneak in the mindset stuff and you make sure that your product also encompasses other areas, but you can't lead with that because they don't think that that's their problem. Love that. So mm-hmm. what is the next P? One product, correct? Product. So now we're getting or, to the juicy yeah, stuff. Product. So one problem, one. Yep. That's the ratio. Yeah, well, because the other thing too, is I'm seeing a lot of people create products that are that like this product will solve all of the world's problems. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, one problem, one product, one problem, one product. So your product, when you when you frame a product as the solution, it's a solution to one lead problem. One lead problem. Okay. So like I was just working with a whole bunch of hatchlings and my um, get it done incubator. I was working with, uh, was it Selena? And we were talking about, you know, she's like, well, my person is struggling with being burned out and she's really struggling with being overwhelmed and she's really struggling with poor work-life balance. And I'm like, okay, 
She's like, I want to build a product that helps them with their overwhelm. I'm like, okay, that's not the lead problem. The lead problem is she's working too freaking much. Because she's working too freaking much, now she's overwhelmed. Now she's burned out. Now she's unhappy. Like it's like a domino effect. You have to start with the first domino. Okay. So the product that you build solves the first domino, which is that lead problem that we were just talking about. And that's all that it does. That is, that is the tangibility of that product. Like, right. We want tangibility, we, especially when we're like online business builders. I'm, last time I checked, I can't hold my scent and I can't hold, you know, like I can't hold it like an iPhone. Right. right. So the problem has to be solved by a tangible product that it feels touchable, even though it's technically not. Um, that's the secret, right? That's the secret with product making versus products that try to solve all the world's problems. And then nobody can understand what, like, what the freak does this thing do again? Yeah. Okay. That's so difference. we're solving, it's one product that yeah. solves one problem. problem. Okay. Yes. Now okay. we, can we talk about, I think you want to talk about punching conventional wisdom in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So there's good products products, you know, uh, tangible products, sexy products. And then there's products that can be made by anyone from any jar. Okay. But we want your jar to feel special, right? We want that label to be shiny versus other labels. So let's say I have a product. So you have a product and I, we both have products that help online business owners get to six figures. Veronica has a product that can do that. And you have a product that can do that. Okay. So what's the difference between your product and my product if it's the same promise and we're both targeting the same lead problem? Okay. This is what I like to call punching conventional wisdom in the throat. So, and I get really aggressive with it. It's probably like Cuban and me doesn't come out, but the difference between, you know, let's say a low carb diet and keto is that keto feels sexy because you're putting ketosis. The difference between hit training on like YouTube and like Orange Theory, which is sexy and funny or the orange zone, you have splat points. It's just a new opportunity, right? So there's no new original ideas in the world, period. What's new is how you come at the problem inside of your product, right? How you solve weight loss or how you help people get to six figures or how I, Veronica, get people to six figures. That's the cool part. That's the new opportunity. So how do you create a new opportunity? Usually you start by punching conventional wisdom in the throat. So like earlier in this podcast, I literally said to you, I do not believe in balance. Bullcrap. I don't believe balance exists. That is me literally punching conventional wisdom in the throat. What I believe is that there's space, the kind of space that has space for not one kid, but two kids. And not just like you as a single person, but then you meet the love of your life. And all of a sudden there's space in the closet for that love of the life, right? Like space. So you too, right? Allison, when you're going to make the product and you're going to solve a problem, what conventional wisdom do you not believe in that you want to punch in the throat? If I, if somebody else tells somebody about this one more time, I might scream. <laughs> then you have to present the alternative. So if dieting, for example, dieting, if everyone's telling people you have to restrict, don't eat this, don't have gluten, don't have dairy, don't have meat, don't have whatever the crap don't eat, right? Or don't eat at all, intermittent fasting, right? Like don't do this, is that's the conventional wisdom. And you go, screw that. It's not about restriction that will help you lose weight. It's about variety in your diet that will help you lose weight. 
that's the whole point. Like, what are you punching in the throat that makes what you have to offer feel new and different? And you've helped me with that through our DMing with what I'm yeah. doing. And I'm already seeing the change and how my audience is starting to respond to it because I'm putting a twist on it. And I'm, you know, I'm saying, no, that's not how we're going to do it. So that's not how you build Instagram. This is how you build Instagram. You have, you as an expert have to separate yourself from the herd. And I like to punch it in the throat. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that. (laughs) So let's get on with one path. I'm excited for you to talk about this. Okay. So, all right. And this is a little bit more nerdy. So nerd talk here, warning, warning, nerd talk. I believe that you, all you have to do is make one product. Okay. Like, okay. But if I just sell one thing, how am I going to get to six figures? Okay. You're actually going to sell more than one thing, but you're really not going to make anything new other than the first time that you make something. All you have to do is offer it in different containers or experiences. Meaning, so if I create one product to help aspiring entrepreneurs hit six figures, that's my product that, right. I'm solving the problem. I'm going to make that. That's going to be my promise in my product. I can offer that three ways. I can offer that as a DIY thing where you just like buy the online course from Veronica off the shelf. And it's incumbent upon you to, to um, implement by yourself because it's a DIY product or I can offer it with a done with you. So you come to my workshop, you're next to me for three solid days and we do it together. It's done with you and I will help you execute it next to me or as close to me as I can get you to be. Or (laughs) I can offer the exact same thing in a more intimate setting, one-to-one or even done for you where I will build the website for you or I will write your sales copy for you or I will build your product for you but it's the same product. I'm just offering it in three different environments or containers that goes up in price, right? The closer you get to me or the more intimacy that you and I have that I don't have, you don't have to share me with anyone else. That's the most expensive thing that I'm going to offer because I can't scale it. DIY products, digital products, online courses, that's going to be the cheapest thing I offer because I don't have to do anything. You buy that and experience that on your own, wherever, whenever. And I'm literally selling theoretically the exact same product in three different ways, making money three different ways. Shocker. Right. I want to be like, ladies, did you (laughs) just hear that? So the thing, the thing that you want to be known for, it's your superpower. Mm -hmm. It's one thing. All we're doing is we're packaging up different ways and offering it at three different like sales tiers or however you want to put it. Correct. So we're not constantly baking new products. No, actually that will really, really hurt you. I'm a very, so I'm going to punch it and throw, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think you should have 20 products to have, you know, I don't think you should have an empire built off 20 plus products because on the operation side, the running of it is a nightmare. Like think about that logistically. It is an absolute nightmare. I have worked with multiple seven figure businesses where I've gone in behind the curtain, like what in the world, (laughs) this is a huge mess and and the team is drowning. 
versus being super clear on the one thing that you do better than anybody else because you punched it in the throat and you just built that one thing, right? So like, I believe you should have one single product and plant that flag in the marketplace like nobody else's business. It's your plant it, put a stake in the ground. It's the one thing that you want to be known for. So for me, you know, like the one thing that I want people to know me as is I am the execution freaking queen. I know no one who can get something done as fast or as efficient as I can. And I say that with like humility, but when I've asked everybody who is closest to me, everyone in both my personal life and my professional life, like, what do you think is my number one superpower? They have said it over and over again, as consistently as I've ever heard it, you get stuff done. So I have literally named my core product, the get it done incubator. (laughs) It's not that complicated. Like, what do you do better? What do you, what do you do? Fantastic. What is your God given or natural skill? Use it. It's yours. It was given to you. Work it, girl, work it. And I can attest that, you know, what you're talking about, because when you talked about pulling things out and repackaging it, I actually did that. I pulled out a small workshop from my course and Mm -hmm. I offered it at a lower sales as like a, like an, you know, a DIY type thing. Yeah. And it's selling. Yeah. And I was just, and I did nothing different. I was like, I, I didn't make anything new. I mean, yeah, there was some time to, you know, make the landing page, whatever, you know, there's little yeah. things, whatever. But I was like, I, I it's done. It's done. Yeah. Keyword and, done. Yeah, done. <laughs> so thanks me for helping me get it yeah. done. So that yeah. is the path. Now let's talk about the platform. Oh, marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Because everything we've just talked about to this point has been building. It's it's just right. It's building. It's it's finding the person who has the problem, building the product, and then offering the path. This is very much the construction of the business to this point. And the first, you know, I wouldn't say twenty five k, maybe even fifty k of your business is going to be coming from people that are probably in your email list or your phone. Like if you literally called your mom right now, I'm like mom, go sell for me. She would. Should be the best salesperson you've ever had. Okay. You should do that. If you haven't done that, do it. <laughs> but after that point, after you've kind of saturated your, what I would call like one degree away from you, like the people that you know, and they know your name. Now, this is the hard part. This is, this is what makes or breaks people from like making it or not feeling like they made it is like, how do you convince somebody who has no idea that you exist or who you are to actually buy from you? And then we talk about cold advertising and we talk about this and, we, and it's like, ooh, and you always have to feed this machine, right? It's, it's the monster that needs to be fed. It's the marketing and sales monster that is constantly being fed. But same thing, if, if I'm telling you not to solve all the world's problems and build 5,000 products, I'm telling you to do one, 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 one. It's the same thing with marketing platforms. You do not need to be on Instagram and TikTok and Clubhouse and whatever the crap, like, like think about all the platforms. It's insane. And I think there's a lot of us that are just spread so thin, like Rome, that we're not actually making any kind of traction because we're shallow on everything. So my thing is pick one platform, but the platform that gives you the most human connection. What people need, again, there's a massive gap between where you are and these big, big, big names. There's a huge gap in between that, that these people are dying for proximity. They're dying for connection. They're dying to be seen by somebody they don't have to pay 25K to be seen by. 
we can fill that, but use a platform that you can actually create a human connection. So for me, like I'm on all the, I've done all the things or I've executed all the things on behalf of my clients. For me personally, my absolute favorite right now is just a Facebook group. Um, Allison knows that's when I did my power one masterclass series, it was inside of my Facebook group and my mm -hmm. Facebook group is less than 600 people. And it was the most beautiful, intimate environment. People were turning in their homework. They were being vulnerable. They were having breakthroughs. They were crying. They were supporting each other. Yeah, and I created that environment. I made that room on the internet and then they told their friends to come. And they're, so when I, when I finished talking about the power one masterclass series and I invited them to my get it done incubator, Half of the room, I would say probably three quarters of my hatchlings had no idea who I was before the Power One Masterclass series. Wow. They had no idea. No idea who I was. That's amazing. That's the power. Yeah. Power yeah. One. <laughs> now, how do you feel about I, the one platform? Do you believe that we need to have a platform that we actually own? Ooh, good question. Yeah. I mean, always an email list. Right? right, always an email us. So like when you join my Facebook group, one of the membership questions is, hey, in case Facebook, you know, the, the Facebook <laughs> gods decides to screw this, <laughs> may I contact you outside of this platform? That's a requirement. So do I maintain an email list outside of the marketing platforms? Of course, of course. But I have always made better connections and more money from my Facebook group than I have doing like six emails in a row, period. That's, That's awesome. the truth. Too. And the reason is because emails, they can't see you. And every, literally, if you took the transcript of this podcast right now, you would think I was one person. But when you hear how I sound and you hear the passion behind my words and you hear me laughing about punching something in the throat, <laughs> you feel more connected to me because it's a real person versus a transcript. So that's why I'm, I'm telling you, if you're going to pick a platform, platform that you can be seen for who you are and it feels the most natural extension of you too because they'll feel that from you they'll feel if you're stiff or they'll feel if you're loose and I feel like on Facebook group I can jump on a video all day like this is me makeup or not makeup and I just want to pour into you and fire emojis and all the things you know and I think that's why I gravitated to launching the podcast yeah you know a year and a half ago because I wasn't very comfortable with video all the time and yep. video was just being shoved down my throat by every major influencer out there. And I honestly, I was just so sick of hearing about it. Cause I was like, mm -hmm. you don't have my life. I, I can't just jump on video for two hours every single day. I have kids. Like, are you out of your mind? But to plug yep. in a mic and just talk to them, like they're sitting in the room with me, mm -hmm. it, it's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, that's how I connect with my audience. That is my platform. It is my podcast. And then I market that information through Instagram and my Facebook group. And that's like yeah, my do, trio. You do the hub and spoke, which is freaking genius. So the hub and spoke models, think of like Jane Austen, like those really beautiful carriage wheels, right? Like a hub and a spoke, like a bike wheel. So for Allison, your hub is the podcast. Like that is where you come alive. I can feel it right now when you talk, right? Like you're excited about it. You don't have to worry about your hair and your makeup and you're wearing like Disney pajamas. Go you, <laughs> you win in life, right? But that's your hub. 
And then what you do that's smart is you bring spokes into your hub. So that, so you kind of like not repurpose it, but you make sure that you draw things to it. So if it's Instagram, if it's a blog on your website that points to the podcast, if it's you doing a swipe up on your stories, like you give the wheel life, but you are very clear on your hub. A lot of people are not clear on their hubs. They have all the hubs. And I'm like, I'm telling you, no, have one hub and then point to it from your other spokes. And that's what you do really well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate that. But yeah, get that hub. If you love video, then make video and put it on YouTube. If you love speaking, do a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like honor your unique digital creator type. That's my, like my big thing. Not everybody should have online courses. Not everybody should be doing all the things that everybody else says. Like whatever is your natural inclination of communication, you go all in. And so there's, by the way, there's, I have some people that are digital engineers where they like do templates and Trello boards and spreadsheets and they're doing phenomenal because it, it's them, that's who they are and that's okay. Just honor your unique creator type. Now, one last question. What advice would you give to someone who feels like they're missing out? Because I'm noticing that right now, this push. I mean, yes, I love Instagram. So in the one workshop that's working for me is my Instagram reels, because that's the hot new thing. You got to get on Instagram reels. You're going to get the visibility and the reach. And the other thing is Clubhouse. So what is your take on this? If if I don't jump on the train, I, I may miss out on something. Or do I just stick to my hub, put my head down and keep going at my superpower? I, I just, do you remember when Yellow Pages was it? <laughs> Like my parents have had an air conditioning company this like for 30 years. And like that's, they lived and died by, you know, the yellow really named their company air Boca because it was an A and it was like first in the yellow pages books for air conditioning companies. Like that's how, that's how they thought. And now where's yellow pages. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, yeah, there's trends. And is there value to being the pioneer or the first person to tap into the gold in the mountains sure sure however sales happened before the internet sales will happen after the like you know what i mean like we forget that people still do business with people so as long as you are on platforms where you're connecting with people so be it i don't believe in a scarcity mentality again this is more my mindset you know jumbo gumbo that you do after the fact but like i just don't believe in scarcity mindset Literally, Allison, you and I can literally sell the exact same thing. And I would be so happy for your success because this is what I think. And they teach you this in the speaking world. I've done a lot of speaking development. And one of my favorite pieces of advice that I got from Michael Port and Amy Port was, um, you don't have to say anything different to make a difference. Because sometimes if I say punch conventionalism, the throw and that like really pierces your heart. Great. If Allison said it, then, then she's the messenger for you. Sometimes we literally hear the exact same thing, same thing from different messengers, but for whatever reason, that one messenger on that one day really resonated with you and where you are in your life. There is no pressure for you to be everywhere or everything to everyone. Stop it. Just keep sharing your message and the people that are going to be for you and click with the messenger that you are will be there for you. So no, I don't feel this urgency to be everywhere and not on Clubhouse or TikTok or this. I'm cool with what I'm, I'm working and it's working for me because I show up powerfully and I'm in my zone. And that's, that's all that matters to me. And I think too, we have to remember, does it feel aligned to you? And yeah. does it go back to that one person you're serving? 
Amen. Are they even, are they even there? Like, are my moms on clubhouse? I don't think they are. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? I I don't know. (laughs) And that's okay. Like, and if they are, they are. And and is there power in, you know, leveraging other people's platforms or, you know, Hey, like jumping on your podcast versus developing my own, like, sure. There's, there's smart ways of, of doing stuff like that. But again, again, I just feel like if you, if you are, if you do the P's right, one person, one problem, one product, one path, whether you talk about that on clubhouse or not, if you don't have those things clear, it doesn't matter where the freak you are. You won't actually get the business that you want. So stop. Here's my problem is that you're stressing a platform before you stress you and the person you're serving and the product that you're building and you're solving. Like if you actually took care of those P's before we got to the P platform, then, then we can have a conversation. But if we're going to spend three hours talking about which platform that you're on and you don't even have a product, we don't have a conversation. It's like we're putting the cart before the horse in a lot of ways too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, Veronica, this was so jam packed. I love it. Um, just let the listeners know where they can connect with you because I know they're going to want to get more clarity with you. Well, on social media, everywhere I'm on Viromi. So just find me Viromi. And then if you want to go to my website, it's just mymodernbrown.com. But let's hang out. Let's play. Or you can join my Facebook group because that's where I mostly show up with the fire Elmo emojis. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. You have the best Facebook group. I love popping in there and seeing. And I love the uh, the community with the other members because they're starting their own conversations. It's so cool. So I love it. Oh, yeah. So Thank you so much for being on the show today. And I will make sure all your information is in the show notes. Thanks girl. Till next time. Thank you for tuning in today. If you love today's episode, then please head over to iTunes, social media for mompreneurs and leave a review. Your review helps grow the show. And don't forget, head to bossladyandsweatpants.com to grab all my freebies and hang out with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes. I'll see you soon.